minutes. If you have not followed his Triple H Horse Racing Podcast, you're missing out. It's one of the best podcasts in the country. Good evening and welcome to the HHH Racing Podcast, episode 10 of Horsing Around. I'm your proud host, Howard Kravitz. Thank you very much for joining us tonight as I'm joined by my good friend and co-host from the Commonwealth of Massachusetts and the Saratoga Special, Mr. Paul Halloran, and our guest from the Magic Mike Show. We all know him. We all love him. The Grand Poobah of the Racing Dudes, Magic Collower. Guys, how are you doing tonight? Very good. I love the intro. Yeah, yeah. thanks for having me on. I love your your video package. I'm used to seeing, I'm the producer for all of our content on our YouTube channel, so I'm used to seeing the same thing a million times over, so watching yours is, it was refreshing. It's very nice. Also, who won that turf race? I was watching it closely, and I could not tell. (laughs) I got to be honest, I have absolutely no idea where that was or where we got it or whatever, (laughs) but shout out to Kyle Roscoe, who's one of our... He's our host of Ben and Boozin with our our younger guys, our our Gen Z show, which has really become <laughs> popular. He he's the, uh, the tech expert, Magic. I'm just here along for the ride. So uh, it's nice to have you here tonight. I know we've talked about this a lot. You've been on the show once before, actually. I've been on your show twice. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, rising tide lifts all boats. We strongly believe, uh, Magic and I, even though we're on competing, which is a bunch of nonsense podcasts. We all love horse racing. And we're here to share our love with everyone. So, Magic, thanks a lot. Just relax, man. You, no buttons to press. You can just chill and be a co-host. It's nice to sit in that chair once in a while, isn't it? Yeah, we uh, did a video recording earlier today, and uh, I was telling the guys afterwards, I was like, this is going to be great because for once, I just sit back and let the questions come to me. It's so much less pressure, as you know, on this side of things. It sure is. Well, a few quick items. First, please make sure you follow me on X right there, at H. Kravitz. Paul, we are about 25 uh, followers short of 2,000, which is pretty cool considering a few years ago we were at a grand total of zero when I actually <laughs> just jumped on uh, Twitter or X. I had no idea what I was doing. So please follow me and follow our show on X. Also scrolling at the bottom of the screen, you can reach me through email, hkravitzhorse at gmail.com. Of course, below the video player, on YouTube, smash, I mean smash that thumbs up button, that'll send the YouTube algorithm to the HHH Racing Podcast, and on the upper right-hand corner, hit that notification bell, Magic's like, I say this all the time, Uh, but now you don't (laughs) say it tonight. Uh, Of course, we want everyone to follow, those of you that are uh, fans of our show, if you're not familiar with the Magic Mike Show or Racing Dudes, I'm sorry going to let Magic talk about and promote uh, their content as well, they do a great job, I'm big fans. And we love everyone, to, of course, that's a fan of our show, to follow and subscribe to The Racing Dudes. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. We've got a great tip sheet below the video player uh, in the description. Our PowerPix tip sheet is cheap as hell. It's been very profitable. It's only $4 a weekend. Check it out below the video player. We've got a great website, hhhracingpodcast.com. And we are on Instagram, instagram.com backslash Racing podcast all right we got a few we got a lot of people in the live chat magic i'm sure we got look shoddy shoddy's here he's very happy magic 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 <laughs> what's up shoddy how are you terry frank from st louis is here michael austin who i know uh follows you guys as well on uh, magic he's here paul Conlon from north dakota smash that like button we got mark is here we've got all all the wonderful uh um, fans are here so real quick up uh, michael here we go 
send those questions in for Magic right away. Michael Austin, ask Magic about, uh-oh, wait a minute. Is this, is this a sore spot for you, uh, Magic? Well, he's doing this. He's trying to provoke me because he knows I can't mute him or, or put him in timeout because it's not my stream. Yeah, no, it's uh, the ra racing dudes have a triple crown fantasy league where each year we, uh, we ten, this year 11 teams, we each pick five horses in early December that we're looking for to get points on the triple crown trail. So through the Belmont stakes and it's, you guys know, it's hard in early December to pick who you think is going to be. We picked last of 11. So I like to put that caveat out there first, but uh, it's tough because injury season happens. It's always injury season. So parchment party was our first round pick. He's injured. We're going to see him maybe in the summertime. Um, Honor Marie we picked, and he didn't like the slop, I'm hoping, is his excuse. Um, but it ran okay. Yeah, other, other horses that uh, just haven't shown up or we took chances on that really haven't panned out. Um, yeah, we're not doing too great, uh, but the good news is I have – well, you can't see it. It's hidden. I have won the league before. I have the ch a championship belt, like a wrestling belt. So I have won it before, and I finished second twice, but this is not going to be one of the, one of those years. And, and Michael's bringing that up because uh, they took Sierra Leone actually before Doorknock, a horse we're going to talk about a little later. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so they're looking pretty. They're looking pretty so far, but not us, not so much. Yeah, well, it's a long way to go. We're going to talk about some, some big races coming up with Gulfstream, and I'm I'm fully convinced Magic. There's some horses that have not run in 2024. Uh, or have run very little that are going to be major players coming up here soon. But we'll get into that. Paul, I got to give a quick shout out to my Adelphi Racing partner friends who won with a horse called Candigate <laughs> yesterday. And the Gander got an 86 buyer was his number. And unfortunately, Paul, of course, this is one of the Adelphi horses I do not have a piece of. But I'm very excited for them. I don't want to say where they may go next. Well, let's just say they're seriously looking at some big open company races coming up this is an arrogant cult and a new york bread pretty cool paul yeah it's it's like having a free roll isn't it those open company races because there's there's plenty of new york bread races to fall back on especially as the year goes along so off a of performance like that i'd be looking at as open company as i could get i i would have some ideas on it too but we'll we'll wait for Matt Cutier to uh well, there he announce, is. Uh, there say he hi is. to him. He's so, right there, Paul. So listen, the so you, well, listen, don't tell him, hey, we, we he can break some news on the HHH podcast if he wants. But he doesn't he doesn't want to get in trouble with double C, Christophe Clement. No. I, I you know, Christophe's done a, a great job and just um I, we're going a little bit off a tangent, but do you know who has been working with Panagate down at um at Payson this winter? I don't deterministic who really? is running probably um this week uh on saturday in the new york race so uh who, who he was very talented horse if you call paul that broke his maiden in fine fashion at saratoga coming from way back in a pretty impressive effort so they i believe i was talking to someone about that horse at saratoga it might have been an exercise rider it was someone but um, they were they were very high on that horse from the beginning. Yes, uh, and and Matthew Tear Matthew Tear is the managing partner at Magic for Adelphi Racing Club. Of course, he's the spot. They're a sponsor of our show as well. So Christoph runs the show. Paul uh, Deterministic is working very well. So yeah, if you like Bandicate, the form fits there. So thanks for uh, um, joining the show there, Matthew Tear. All right, Magic. We got a bunch of things we're going to do, guys, and Paul, of course, as well. 
we're on the show tonight. We're going to talk about the Rebel quickly. We're going to show the Kentucky Points leaderboard. We're going to mention Gulfstream just very quick. I'm sure, uh, Magic, you guys are going to be covering. I mean, there's a lot to cover this week. I'm sure you're very busy <laughs> like I am. Yeah, with New York, California. Uh, Gulfstream's got like 50 stakes on their card Saturday, whatever they got. Um, we'll talk about the Saudi Cup. Of course, Paul Haller knows Junior Alvarado very well because he wrote Cody's Wish. Um, and then we'll, of course, let you as well, Magic, talk about all the great content and things going on. The racing things. Magic, let's talk about the... Uh, first race, which is going to be the Rebels. I'm going to bring it up here on the screen. I'd love to get your, before we actually show the replay, uh, I'm going to right now show the form here. And there's Timberlake winning, paid, what, three to five, only paid 360. Common defense magic, I thought, really nice effort. He did save ground, but a great ride by Brian Hernandez. What's new? Finished second at a big price, <laughs> Northern Flame third. Before we actually show the race, your quick thoughts on timberlake first winning the rebel magic uh you know he he passed the the two-turn test um he, he hadn't done that doing well in his previous two-turn test the breeders cup juvenile and uh you know it, he was fourth but he was a very well beaten fourth and i didn't think looked that comfortable that day but uh he did a good job i thought a lot of this was you know christian torres got himself a real arm workout <laughs> on saturday between west omaha in the honeybee and then with timberlake um Listen, he, he did what he needed to do. He showed up off the layoff. He won. I have concerns about how far he wants to go. I didn't love how the time came home for him. Um, but it, that last 16th of a mile, when he stopped kind of running a little squirrely in the stretch, and he just ran straight, he finished strong. And so I think this is a good race. You can expect to see him improve off of this. I'm just, again, not sure how far he wants to go. And you brought up common defense. And off the... Off the turn, I just had flashbacks to Mystic Dan from a few weeks ago in the Southwest, and probably the trainer Kenny McPeak did too, because that rail just opened, and it was like, my gosh, he's going to fly right through with a perfect trip and, and get it done. Didn't get the job done. Uh, hats off to Timberlake, but again, the, you see right there on the screen, the 93, 93, 93, that's good enough for this crop right now. I don't know how much room for improvement there is for this horse as they go longer, though. Yeah, and Brad Cox, Magic's not even sure how long he wants to go, and listen, it, it... He's always works like a like a complete animal in the morning. He's just a complete beast. But when the trainer, especially the one at caliber Brad Cox, is not sure about the ten panels in the Derby, I have major reservations with him going forward. I'd love to actually see him in the Pat Day Mile. I'm sure he'll go to the Derby. I think he'd be really tough in the Pat Day Mile. And Paul, you know, I think Matt Bernier, who's a good friend of the show, is going to be on Thursday, by the way, with us, Magic. Matt Bernier, because we're going to be covering uh, Gulfstream. I thought he had a great comp. Him and I are good friends. We texted. He feels like Timberlake is very much verifying from last year, Paul. A real nice horse, but won't get the mile and a quarter. I thought that was a really good comp. Your thoughts, Paul, and I'm going to show the, uh, the uh, backstretch into the stretch run as you talk about this race, Paul. Yeah, I, I would agree with what Magic said. The, the horse certainly did nothing wrong. Um, I don't think he was be getting green. He kind of got whacked with the, the stick with the left hand. I think that's what caused him to drift a little. Um, I agree. I, I think this race, you'd have to be happy with him. Uh, I would be shocked if he wins going 10 furlongs on the first Saturday in May. Not surprised. Shocked. Wow. Is there a horse in this race, uh, Paul, that you feel could be a factor 
in the Derby. He's common defense, one of those sneaky McPeak horses that could finish, yep. you know, in the money at like 50 to one or one of those kind of situations. Or do you think this is just a weak field overall? And no one really will be a factor in the Derby. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I think, again, it'll be proven down the line, but I, I think you got to go with the latter. You know that it was just a weak field. There he's he, he got Hell hit with the left too, hand. Well, he got hit with the left hand though, and now in fairness to him, once he gets back on, he, he does. You know he does run away. The the three. You know if the three can get a more perfect trip than that, <laughs> magic referred <laughs> to the perfect trip. I I don't know that you could, and he still couldn't finish the deal. So yeah, I would not be. You know now the only thing the caveat would be. They're three. It was Timberlake's first race of the year. Obviously, they're all eligible to move forward. I get it. But, you know, you, you got to use your eyes in, in this game. And, uh, I, I again, I, I, don't, I don't knock the horse. I just don't project them as a derby winner. Yeah, I will say, sorry about the technical difficulties, Matt, just like I've done that before on a live show, or maybe you haven't, I don't know. Um, yeah. He did He did right in behind, though, Magic. I will give him credit for that. He was in between. I mean, it wasn't the most ideal trip. It just feels like he just beat a field that he was supposed to beat. I mean, I tried to beat him, in all fairness, on our on our Power Picks tip sheet. I had a crazy thought with next level, the eight horse, the DeSormo horse trying to get in the money, and just went some with some bizarro ideas we talked about common defense it just felt like the race that you're supposed to try to beat timberlake but he was just too good and you just sort of turn the page they're looking at the bluegrass that looks like magic or louisiana derby i believe for timberlake yeah it, it this race kind of felt like too that the, based on the field it was like everybody was scared of a baffert horse that didn't end up showing up like everyone yeah. thought Muth was going to be there. I mean, was going to be someone, one of the two Bafferts with it, it starts with an M was going to show up and then none of them did. And it kind of had me thinking like, where is, uh, like, why did, um, Cox not have, uh, oh shoot. I just forgot his name. That ran catching freedom. Like yeah. I thought catching freedom could have won that race. And I thought he would have yes. been too hard for Timberlake to chase down. And so it's like, I thought that Cox kind of put catching freedom in the risen stars. He's like, I'm not touching a Bafford at Oakland. Like that's, yeah. <laughs> that's suicidal. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I, I, I uh, catching freedom ran really well um, in the Louisiana Derby. I think he just, Cox wanted to get him into a longer stretch. I know he won at Oakland, but I think that was his thought. We've got uh, Curtis Manlow is here. Curtis said Timberlake won't hit the board in the bluegrass. Whoa. Uh, well, Paul, part of the reason is because our boy is just going to discourage everyone he blows by in the lane, right? So, I mean, you know. I would, <laughs> I, I would suspect, yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, certainly – a mile and an eighth at Keeneland is probably a better idea than a mile and three sixteenths at fairgrounds for this horse. Yes. Uh, so I, I can see, I wouldn't be surprised if they go, you know, they got the points now. So, you know, the idea now is Brad figuring out a way to get the, that extra for a long and a half. And, yep. you know, Brad's as good as they come, but you know, you got to play the hand you're dealt. And uh, I, I would certainly, I would expect them to go to Keeneland unless he really just wants to get that distance question answered and then perhaps not move on. But you know what? If you got enough points, we all know they're running. Oh, Everyone gets that DFS, Derby Fever Syndrome, as I call it. <laughs> they're running. They're definitely going. Uh, Magic, let's quickly talk about this weekend just briefly, and then we're going to show the Kentucky Derby leaderboard. I don't know what you guys think. Uh, obviously, we've all been following these Derby preps closely and everything. In my opinion, this year, the winner of the Kentucky Derby is either going to come out of the Risen Star 
or the races this weekend at Gulfstream. I do not think the Oaklawn, which is unusual because Oaklawn in the last several years has really been a major player in the division, as is California, but we all know the California situation right now, unless someone pops out of there that's not a Baffert. It sure looks, looks like to me, Magic, that it's either going to be the Risen Star race or Gulfstream, and there are some major, major players coming up at Gulfstream. Here's the founder youth real quick. Speak easy as of today. There was an article. Pletcher is not sure, Magic, if he's going to go here or that allowance spot on Friday. I'd be a little surprised if he doesn't go into the uh, founder youth because he draw, draws the rail, but we'll see. Um, you got Victory Avenue, the full brother to Mage, who is coming out of the speakeasy race. Real Macho, don't under, I, I don't think he should be underestimated. He's coming along as a mucho macho man. There's Doranok. Uh, Merritt, by the way, is also cross-entered in that allowance race. Frankie's Empire, who upset the swale. Locked, who was my Breeders' Cup juvenile pick, who was a little bit disappointing, but he is working well off of that sick uh, break that he had when he when he was a little bit illness. I mean, th this is a loaded field, Magic. I'm not going to ask for your handicapping opinions <laughs> here, but don't you think that it is very possible the Derby winner could come out of this race on Saturday? Yeah, and I agree with what you said, too. That if it's not this race, it's the, from what we've seen, the Risen Star. We When we started hearing the early probables a couple weeks out for the Risen Star, I know a lot of us, the Razor team, you guys, uh, people in the chat, I know we're all saying, like, this is... This could be the toughest derby prep of the entire season. And that's great to see because Fairgrounds has that the longer prep races earlier in the season. So you see uh, trainers target those spots. Like Steve Asmussen was one of the first to jump on that train and go, hey, this will get my horse ready for going on the quarter. Uh, yeah, if it's not out of this race and there's really one horse in particular I'm watching for the Fountain of Youth, I think it's out of the Risen Star for the derby winner. Oh, magic little teaser. He's not going to say who it is. But uh, don't don't bet too hard, uh, everyone, on the, on the horse that – Magic likes. And by the way, I should say, we have a lot of people watching live. We really preach it. I'm sure we have people watching Magic with your huge throng and your huge audience that you have. If you're not familiar with the HHH Racing Podcast, we'd really appreciate if you hit that subscribe button, hit the notification bell. I, I really think you'll enjoy the content and the entertainment that we uh, provide. So, yeah, please, please make sure you look below the video player. And we also have a merch store that we just opened, uh, merch, uh, merch Magic. Uh, for the last two weeks, and that's below the video player as well. In fact, I, we'll, we'll talk after the show. I, might have to, I think I'm going to take care of you for something. We'll, we'll talk. But Ooh, anyway. These yeah. are nice. Oh, yeah. We got a lot of – oh, you're looking at it now? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we got a lot <laughs> of good stuff. So uh, we're proud of that. And by the way, I don't know if you saw the top of the banner there, but if Sierra, this is not a joke, Magic. If Sierra Leone wins, everyone's first $50 is absolutely free. No joke. So we are like the mattress back of horse racing. Uh, wow. Yeah. Just we're yeah. just missing like two or three commas. Other than that, we're very similar to Magic Back. <laughs> exactly. No, that's a real that's a real thing, Magic. I think you know we have a pretty good uh, future bet with uh Sierra Leone. That helps make that offer possible. But <laughs> anyway, listen. I like it. We got a lot, a lot of exciting things going on. All right. Let's go to the um points leaderboard, guys, because I think this is important to mention here. And my main thought here, Magic, is as phone, as fans of Sierra Leone personally, of course, we're a little biased. It seems like to me, as of now, there are a lot of horses. I'm going to make this one step bigger. There are a lot of horses on, you know, that have points that not only show speed, but might have distance concerns, like Timberlake, 
I don't know how you feel about track Phantom. I'm not sure he's a mile and a quarter horse. Fiercest is a huge question mark right now. Stronghold wants to be up close. I don't think he's, you know, derby winning quality, at least in my opinion. Mystic Dan liked the slop. Who knows? I mean, Hades is speed. I don't know how good he is. No more time is speed. I'm not sure how good he is. Locked, etc. Just your general thoughts right now on the leaderboard as it stands, Magic. Uh, I mean, you did a great job recapping it. There's a, yeah, the, the picture really isn't getting that much clearer. The, I think the Risen Star helped a bit, but even that was a sloppy track. A horse like that I love, like Honor Marie, I'm hoping catches a fast track just so we can... We can decide whether or not this horse was is improving at three. Was it the sloppy hated, or is he just did he plateau at two? And, and a horse like Mystic Dan, I want to see him in the, on the Arkansas Derby on a fast track. And I know Oaklawn doesn't usually it's it's very hit and miss for what their track conditions will be like at Oaklawn. But uh, it, man, it, it feels like another one of those years where you could have a horse come out of Turfway Park, and and I don't even have a horse in mind right now. We got the. <laughs> The Bataglia this weekend and then the Ruby in a few weeks. But this feels like one of those years where if you've got a price horse, and this is kind of the, I guess, the benefit, if you want to say, of, of Bob Baffert not being invited once again. Uh, there's a lot of price horses where you go, oh, yeah, that, that sneaks up. Like two fills. That horse, you sneak right up and, and do a great job. So it, it's tough. I don't bet future wagers for a reason. And, and this year more than ever to me is like I have no clue right now what's <laughs> what's going to happen. Well, you know, there's another horse called Conquest Warrior, really, who broke his maiden really impressively. He was running the in the allowance, Paul, Friday at Gulfstream. I know there's a lot of buzz uh, trained by Suge, I believe. Even a horse like Scatify Magic out west, I mean, I don't know if he, they're going to keep – I don't know if West Point's going to keep him out west, but that's a very talented speed horse that maybe could go out east to try to get into the derby and add to the, you know, early speed. It just feels like, Paul, that there could be a lot of early speed in this race, and there are still – Horses that are lowered down on this leader bar, like Doranok, Conquest Warrior has no points. Uh, Victory Avenue has no points. Speakeasy has no points. That could easily jump up this weekend, Paul, and be a factor on the Derby Trail. Yeah, it's almost like the old days before we went to the point system when you used to have a, you know, it was based on graded stakes earnings. You'd have a ton of speed horses and someone would have a chance to pick up the pieces. Certainly we're rooting for as many speed horses as possible uh, to be uh, in the field. And uh, yeah, I, I, I do agree with you, but remember those horses who have enough points are going to go, you know, it's not like, geez, I don't think my horse can get a mile and a quarter. It's like, it's the Kentucky Derby. Okay. Do we have a, 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 at face value, we have a no worse than a 19 to one chance to win the thing. Right. So yeah. uh, they're going to go. Uh, and, and I do think if you look at that leaderboard that you had, Howard, the horses, the majority of the horses who already have enough points and it's early. But, you know, if you've got 50 points now, you're going if you want to go. So it doesn't matter what happens the rest of the way. There aren't enough races to knock you out at 50. So, yeah, I, I think it's good. And, and I I'll be honest with you, I know we're going to talk about it Thursday, but uh, this Fountain of Youth came up much better than I thought, and I believe that if our boy is not going to win the Derby, that it would be he's it's going to be because of the Fountain of Youth. And, and I think there's more than one horse in there that I'm concerned with uh, right now. But, you know, one of them will fill out the exactor in the Derby and we'll hit it and be happy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I agree. Jim Pilar's is a great – 
a viewer of ours, uh, Magic from Buffalo. He's I'm, I'm a coward, not Mattress Mac. Appreciate that, Jim, for the uh, clarification. You know, Magic, the elephant in the room, and Paul touched on it, is what's going on out west. And the reason why I think a lot of these horses, Paul, are going to go to the Derby is if they're waiting for the Preakness, they're going to be waiting for horses like Nisos and whatnot. So I, it, it's hard for me to believe, Magic, that horses are going to skip the Derby hoping to go to the Preakness when Baffert could have an armada waiting for them to to crush anyone's hopes in the Preakness. Yeah, I don't think if Chad Brown's got a Blazing Sevens, he's going to say, you know what, we're going to wait for the pre. No, you send Blazing Sevens to the Derby, and you pray to God that uh, you get a good draw in there. Um, and he's got a couple of good horses that could fill out that position as like his his second tier uh, compared to uh, Sierra Leone. But yeah, that the Preakness... It's funny, too, because we've talked, at least we have on our side uh, in years past, that the Preakness really hasn't had that oomph, that pizzazz that really gets you. Last year, it was only Mage that went in. And our National Treasure, the winner, we've seen what he's continued to do. But uh, this Preakness is shaping up to really be the most meaningful one since we probably justifies year, I would say. Yes. It's going to be one hell of a race. And I got to ask you, for people that don't know Magic or not familiar with the racing news, Magic lives out west in the L.A. area. Is there a horse out there right now that people think is very interesting for the Derby that is not uh, trained by Baffert? Uh, because, there, I mean, there are plenty of good trainers out there. I guess I, I would say Scatify maybe, but I'm not sure about his distance. Is there is there one out there that people are interested in other than the Baffert trained horses right now? I, you know, so what Stronghold did in the Sunland Derby, I thought, uh, caught people's attention. If you want to talk about a California-based horse. And I thought it was very smart for D'Amato to send him away from the Baffert Brigade and say, if we're going to make the gate with any meaningful points, we need to go somewhere else. And he passed the test going, uh, well, they did a mile on the 16th this year for the Sunland Derby. Um, but I thought that he did what he needed to do in that race. Uh, outside of that, though, it's really... It's a down year. Uh, Scatify, we'll see. I'm on the fence about him. I wasn't in love with him going into his last race, so I need to see one more from him to make that decision. Do you know if he's running this weekend in California? Uh, It's hard to say with Sadler because he also has uh, uh, Tapolo um, that he might send there. He might send Tapolo to the San Felipe, and then you know Scatify might go out of town. I think if Scatify is another horse that – if you're serious about him making the Derby, you kind of need to get him away from the Bafferts. Yeah, so Nysos is running, I'm assuming, this weekend. So he just he's just working well. He's, he's, he's a monster. I have no idea about the 10 furlongs. But uh, anyway, we're not going to talk about Nysos tonight <laughs> very much. But he is a really, really good horse. All right, let's talk about the Saudi Cup a little bit, guys. Paul, you know Junior Alvarado very well. He, he was the winner. Uh, the winning rider, he rode Senior Abuscador. What an unbelievable story. I mean, we, we had a live show magic that a lot of viewers and we a lot of people watching. was It was really fun. And uh, Senior Abuscador gave myself and two other uh, friends of mine a nice five out of six for 10 grand of the pick six. So we were happy with Senior nice. Abuscador winning. Although the, the, the irony is, and you can watch it later if you want magic, but anyone can watch it, is we didn't, we were so caught up with our show, we didn't realize that we were alive to that number because we weren't sure they were paying five to six. Anyway, it's a funny story. But <laughs> that being said, uh, Senior Buscador Magic, and we'll, we'll show, as you know, the, the, the video is a little bit weird because they don't have a pan shot, blah, blah, blah. Talk about Senior Buscador, who you've seen, maybe you've seen in person. He's run in yep. California a few times. Always an honest horse. Does usually get there. What a time to get their magic, though, on Saturday. 
Yeah, the uh, I was watching. Uh, I was watching live, and did we uh, from our, for our own channel just recording my reaction for it. And I had missed the story that that uh, Joey Peacock, the owner and breeder, had at least a share a majority share in the horse for the two races overseas. This in Dubai World Cup. I didn't recognize it was Buscador because I didn't see his normal silks. And so yes. at this point, I'm like, Saudi Crown's hit a wall. He can't get nine furlongs. Ushba is going to win this. And right at the 100 meter, I went, I heard the announcer say uh, Buscador. And I thought, that's Buscador? And I just stopped talking and forgot that I was live. And then as soon as he hit, I just like shot back and my arms were up and I just like... I got very emotional about it because um, uh, the Peacock family, uh, friends of the racing dudes, I have gone to see Buscador but at the after the Breeders' Cup Classic. Um, got to bring my son, my who's almost three years old. He won't remember this, but I remember bringing him back and just looking at Buscador, just like thinking, like this is such a cool, honest horse. And it, up to that point, I always felt like he, he just needs that grade one. Just somebody give him a grade one win somewhere because uh, he needs it for his resume and his legacy. And then the Pegasus, he almost wins. And, then, you know, if he hadn't had to go 18 wide in the turn, maybe he catches National Treasure. And then for him to nail it in the richest race in the world, a horse that started his career at Remington Park, has raced at Remington, has raced at Lone Star, trained at Sunland. It's New Mexico Connections, like the epitome of small-time connections on the biggest scale, it, it was. I wasn't around for the mind that bird era for the Derby, but for me, it feels like the closest thing we have to that. Except now, it's on a global scale and for ten million dollars of the winner's share. It's just, it's crazy. Unbelievable. Yeah, mind that bird was Tim Woolley was the trainer who vanned personally vanned the horse himself yeah. from the way Mexico across. to upset the field. You know, Magic. I don't care where people's you know money is in this race. I mean, I, I didn't. I actually use other horses vertically, but anyway, I love seeing small time, small town guys win this kind of race because look, as, as good as the Bafferts and the Chaz, the Pletchers, and we have a ton of respect for them, obviously. It's just nice to see the little guy, you know, win once in a while. And this horse was very deserving. I mean, let's face it, the pace set up for him. I talked about it on the show. I'm sure you guys previewed it. It looked like also Paul, that the outside paths were actually very good uh, Saturday. So there are a lot of things that worked in his favor, Paul. But look, Junior rode a great race. The timing was absolutely impeccable. And you got to give a lot of credit to the horse. We don't know what the speed figs. I'm going to guess and, and, as a buyer, which may or, it's going to come out eventually, I'm guessing this isn't a high 100s buyer. I mean, he ran, Paul. And Ushapitosuro is a serious animal. Yeah, and he's run three times in a row. Um, you know, he had that that Breeders' Cup Classic. You know, he was not never a factor, but made up a ton of ground in the Cigar Mile at, at only a mile, obviously, hence the name, and um, did everything but win. And National Treasure has, you know, proven to be a tougher customer than certainly than I thought, um, and did everything but pick up National Treasure and. You know, the only question on in a rate because of his style, and I think Magic touched on it, is you know he's going to have a ton of work to do, and it's it's a combination. He has to have the right race flow and the right ride, and I would agree. I, I think Junior's ride was impeccable. Um, 
you know, he he did what he had to do was get him out. You know, we talked a lot about his ride on Cody's wish in the in the dirt mile. When if he had got if he went out prematurely, he wouldn't have got there. He wouldn't have got national treasure. He he stayed inside, inside, then went outside. This time he stayed inside, but he went outside earlier when he had to. Um, and it, you know, I, I agree. I don't know the folks. Uh, Magic does obviously, but. I love the story uh, of especially going over there and winning. And, you know, I, I mean, Junior Alvarado is a very successful jockey, but, you know, a million bucks in two minutes, that's <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> that's pretty good no matter how successful you are. No, that's a big-time score. Magic, uh, shout-out to Trish Smith, who is a fantastic uh, fan of this show, just wants to congratulate both of us on our collaboration here and talked about your reaction video. Well, I'll let you talk about that. I, I want you to, you know, promote <laughs> racing dudes here a little bit. You guys do reaction videos. Uh, I, I don't, well, I don't, I'm not going to talk about the behind the scenes magic literally <laughs> that you guys do, but um, you guys put that on YouTube and I haven't seen it yet to be honest, but I will watch it after the show. Talk about the reaction video, what Trish was mentioning. I'll bring up her, her comments here again. Yeah, thanks, Trish. Um, so yeah, youtube.com slash racing dudes. We, uh, I do the replay reactions and sometimes I'll have the other guys on with me, but, uh, for the big race. So like derby prep races, Oaks prep races, then anything that's going to be big or get a lot of attention like this. And I know part of it is, is honestly, it's, it's the YouTube grift. It's just trying to get the content out there to get people's attention. Um, you guys know this as well, trying to get the international attention to come over to your channel because they also a lot of the international players will also play American races. So showing them that we're interested in their side as much as we want them interested in our side helps. But I'm a very um, emotive person, I guess is a good way to put it, especially compared to the other guys that I work with. No shot against them. It's, it's everybody's own personality. But I very much, when I'm excited about something, you know it. And so we learned very early on that other people respond to that. And and part of what we do with the channel is uh, for the live shows. And I know that from watching your live shows, it's the same way when you're covering races. It's like being at the track with your friends when you can't be at the track with your friends. That's the kind of atmosphere we all try to create. So when I'm excited about something, you're going to know it. And so when Buscador, like I talked about, the horse that I have you know, a personal connection with, does something like that after... How many times we've seen him try to get there. The Cigar Mile was, was a great pull from Paul because that was another race where if you go back and watch it now in hindsight, you're like, oh, that horse, was he was clearly the best horse. No shot to hoist the goal, but he's clearly the best one there. So, yeah, yeah you, got, that's, you can go check that out on the YouTube channel, and uh, there'll be uh, it'll be a busy weekend because we've got Gotham, Holy Bull. No, yep. it's not, sorry, Holy Bull. I'm already on the wrong week. A Fountain of Youth, San Felipe, Battaglia, Busher, Cincinnati Trophy's on Friday. Devona Dale's on Saturday. It's yeah, it's gonna be a crazy weekend. Yeah, we I should we haven't even mentioned the girls because frankly the girls so far this year Magic have been a bunch of mad. I I'm other than you're a nice um, Godolphin horse, Paul, that won at Fairgrounds. We really have not seen anything special. Maybe just FYI can come back and excite all of us. Um, Mark Bogas is here. Mark, Mitch, I love when uh, Mike and Mitch talk each other <laughs> into using a horse on their pod. Hint, use that horse if you want to cash. <laughs> Mark, thanks for joining the show. And Jim does bring this up. I don't know if you guys saw this. Great YouTube video. Uh, Paul, I'll let you talk real quick. Uh, of, not, of the entire ride by Junior. And you hear plenty of Spanish after the race and a lot of congratulations. <laughs> I mean, if you're a friend of Junior, you had to be happy for him. Obviously, you want to win if you're riding, but the camaraderie on the track that we don't get to hear, Paul, unless you're trackside, which actually you are trackside 
a decent amount at Saratoga, especially, is pretty cool. That video was awesome, Paul. That, yeah, I just stumbled upon it today, to be honest with you, for the first time. And, uh, yeah, it's th- that that helmet cam is a score, especially when they, you know, they, they end up on uh, a ride like that, you know. And, and the thing that I you get right out of it right away, and it kind of brought me back to the dirt mile, is the kickback. You know, when you're that far behind, you are getting kickback right from the beginning. And, of course, we, we have the famous photo of at, at the wire in the dirt mile, right? Cody's wish is completely caked in mud, and National Treasure does not have a, a speck of dirt on him. You know, so you notice that in the video with Junior is, you know, it's not only do you have to come from last, but, I mean, I, I don't want dirt being kicked in my face. I'm sure that's, that's the reason why the jockeys have several pairs of goggles, right? But uh, the horses don't. So it really is a good video. And, uh, you know, Junior shows what type of – you know, he, he was very thankful right after the wire. And I'm sure that he, you know, he probably wasn't thinking of the million right away. I mean, I would have been, but he might not have been realizing that he just deposited a million dollars in his – personal account yeah. but uh maybe kelly was back home in garden city and paul breaking news um i think it's fair to say there's a decent chance a good chance that at some point maybe not this week we will have junior on the show uh so yes we're nice. efforting junior yes we're efforting yes. junior and uh you know and we'll talk about when we get him but howard you'll appreciate this uh i of course texted kelly dorman right after that race you know just you know the text was simply junior all caps and, of course, his response right away was, yeah, we're here watching it, and we think he might have had a little help across that finish line. So, yeah, I mean, prove that one wrong. You, you talk about emotion magic. Anyone that watches this show knows I'm not afraid to share my emotion, good and bad, because we've been involved with the Dormans and Cody's Wish, and there have been a lot of great moments and obviously some very sad moments as well. And so, man, if you're not going to show emotion, you just, you, and I agree with you, you got to be real, man. I'm, I'm not going to be here and BS people and be boring and, and not show my true feelings. So I, I applaud, tip, tip your cap, man. Just keep saying who you are, man. Don't don't take any <laughs> crap from your, you know, the other people on the show that you show too much emotion. It's all good as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Sylvain at the bottom of the screen, the two best podcasts. Wow. Dudes in HHH. Thanks a lot, Sylvain. We really appreciate that. Um, let's very quickly just talk about one or two other horses that came out of the Saudi Cup Magic, and then I'll let you promote, promote Racing Dudes, and we'll wrap it up. Saudi Crown is not going to the Dubai World Cup, if you guys heard. He's going to go to the Godolphin Mile. You know, oh, woe's me. It's like a $2 million mile race. Um, probably a good decision there, Magic. I want you to touch on Saudi Crown, who ran huge. And also, White Barrio not even going to Dubai. Is this the beginning of the end of a great run with Dutro and White Barrio? Can you touch on those two horses and anyone else you want to mention coming out of that race, Magic? Yeah, sure. So uh, uh, I think it's the right move with uh, with Saudi Crown. I had distance concerns, uh, you know, going to the Breeders' Cup Classic. I was like, this is not a mile and a quarter horse. And I thought, kind of like Dutro's idea with White Barrio is like the perfect setup for him to go longer than a mile and win is one turn. And he ran well, but it just, he got run down by better horses. And uh, it, I, you know, go to Mile, that's a good spot. Aim for the Dirt Mile, if you're, if you're thinking yeah. Breeders' Cup. There's absolutely nothing wrong. Cody's wish showed it two years in a row. There's nothing wrong with doing that. The the Pegasus World Cup winner every other year comes out of the dirt mile, it seems like. So you've got plenty of options, and it's still a, a you know a world championship race. Um, 
As far as White Abario, a horse that I've loved since he was a, a two-year-old, really, back with Safi at Gulfstream Park, I really don't know what what happened with him. He just didn't show up. And so, you know, I, I like that they're not going to push him to go to Dubai out of that race to say something didn't go right. Maybe it was the travel. Maybe it was um, the, the track. Whatever something wasn't to his liking, let's hit pause on him, bring him back, and then, you know, go back and target the Whitney. If he's still healthy, bring him back, target the Whitney, and then you've got the Dubai, uh, sorry Breeders' Cup Classic is going to be in Del Mar for the next two years. So yeah, yeah, I know he was in the race for a little bit, a little bit there, but um, Rodney thinks. Yeah, we're I'll highly, tell you this. Sorry, Rodney Evans thinks we're highly wrong if we think White Abario is done. The only reason I mention it, and I don't want to get into the Dutro thing, but with older horses, guys, you all, you both know this, they get really good quickly. They also can go wrong quickly. I, I don't wish bad things. But they've had such a good run with him. I won't say out of nowhere, but I mean, he really increases buyers, guys. I got a sneaky suspicion that he'll run again, but I'm not sure he's ever going to be the same as he was, I guess is my point. Oh, just two things on three things on him. One, he was one of the most overbet horses of all time last Saturday. Okay, period. (laughs) Two, there was an interview with Dutro, and you mentioned the travel. And he talked. This was the interview was a few days before the race. They asked how the horse shipped. He said, Well, he didn't really eat that well the first few days he was here. That is a huge red flag. And I know it's flying halfway around the world. And I know I feel like crap when I fly. And I've never flown that far. I feel like crap when I fly to the West Coast. But you know what? I'm not trying to outrun. uh, some star athletes, you know, he said, he said, well, today was the, the best he's looked. Well, that was like two days, you know, two days before the race and three, not that you can't win off that kind of layoff, but the combination of that and the travel is no bueno to, to quote you Howard. So I, and I'm, look at, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to tell you what I'm not, this is not after the fact. Cause I played a five horse trifecta box and he was not in it. So this is not like me red red lighting them, whatever you want to call it, after the fact. Uh, and and honestly, that was just because of the price. I mean, look at the horse. You know, we saw it at Santa Anita. The horse was spectacular that day. But six to five off the layoff and the travel and doesn't a little didn't eat the first few days over there. Uh, uh-uh, not for me. But. I, I would not say he's done whatsoever because I think Dutro is very good. And to Magic's point, I, if I were them, I'd be thinking just go backward from the Breeders' Cup Classic. And the first step back is the Whitney. And now you figure out what you do between now and the Whitney. You know, one start, two starts, whatever. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't think he's done at all. But I think he was a terrible bet. At, was he 6-5, to five, whatever it was? In that field, yeah, from the rail – uh, you know, uh, with you know, you know, Saudi Crown's going to be in the line. I thought Saudi Crown, who I bet, um, I thought he ran very well. Ma- Magic, I agree with you in the distance. I was just hoping the one turn though would be just enough, and and oh, it almost it was. <laughs> almost was yeah. Before we came on, how it is that would it was a good result because I did hit the try. But if you added the win bet and the exacto with Saudi Crown, it would have been uh, it would have been very good. But yeah, I. A dirt mile, uh, one or two turns. I don't think it matters because he ran well at parks at two turns. Uh, a mile, that horse will be very difficult at a mile. Yeah, I think yeah. there was a lot of IRAD money too. I know there was unbelievable jockeys left and right on Saturday, but still, 
you know, there was a little bit of IRAD money there as well. Last horse we'll talk about Magic, and then we'll uh, talk about the Racing Dudes a little bit uh, podcast, and we'll wrap it up. Jim Pilar's won some about Forever Young, uh, winning over Bookham Dano. Did Bookham Dano get tired, or did Forever Young run him down, or some combination of both? Your thoughts on the uh, Saudi Derby from Saturday? Yeah, I, I think it's a combination of both. I, you know, Bookham Daniel was. A, I had concerns about him going very long. I thought a mile was his absolute limit, and you know, this is a horse you target the uh, Pat Day Mile, you target the Woody Stevens with him. I think those are races that are very winnable for him. Uh, and then go to Saratoga, and you know, I had to go for the Vanderbilt. There's a lot of uh, a lot of Grade One races that he can, and good sprints that he can go out and win. He's very talented. Um, I felt bad for the connections because again, small time connections with. Derek Ryan, the I don't know if you saw the camera on him at the wire. Oh, they were like, "Yo!" Oh, oh, their their faces just fell oh, on that, that one. Was tough. Uh, Forever Young, he got a time form of 105. For, uh, when I equate to buyer, translate from time form to buyer, I usually do about 14, subtract 14 from the time form. So he got a 91 buyer out of this. It's you know Timberlake got a 93, so it's there. My concern with him and what I would love to see from his trainer, who I don't admittedly know much about other than he's respected in Japan, he did not change his leads once at all in that entire stretch. And so he managed to run down a really good sprinter on the lead and catch him at the wire without changing his leads. Breeding says he should be able to go longer. Dubai World Cup will be interesting. If he can change his leads, I think this horse is a legitimate threat in the Kentucky Derby. If he does not change his leads... I do not consider him a threat whatsoever because he's going to be running against American speed all over the place in that race, going a mile and a quarter, and not changing your leads, meaning he doesn't change into that next gear. He's going to run out of gas. Yeah, he definitely wants to go longer. They they also didn't like the kickback. That is no bueno, Paul, for the Derby. You better you better be able to accept some kickback (laughs) unless you want to be on the front going, you know, twenty-two and four and forty-five and change or forty-six and two in the Derby. So. I, I will admit, and I don't know if I've actually mentioned this on air yet, so I got a little breaking news for everyone. I don't know if I've said this. I have two backup. Sorry, Paul. I got I had to back up a little bit, Sierra. I've got two small, small. <laughs> sorry, Paul. Listen, that's okay. I'll accept it. Uh, Magic, I you're number one. You're number one, Magic. I have two small future derbies, guys. A bets uh, to back up Sierra, but not nearly alive to what I am to Sierra. And they are forever young and deterministic. If either one of those wins, I get like a, I win like a thousand, which I'm not poo pooing a thousand dollars, but I'm not playing any other futures. I thought they were interesting. Magic, I think forever young will be much better going longer, but he does have to improve for sure. Uh, Magic, look, we're coming up in about 50 minutes. I've already gone a little longer than I was hoping, but we're having so much fun. Really appreciate you coming on. I'm a fan of, of yours and the podcast. I know we've talked. And how important it is to do these cross collaborations. Not every podcast, unfortunately, on YouTube does that. We both think that's a bunch of crap. That you know, we want to make sure that we push this game to younger viewers, middle-aged viewers, older viewers, men, women, the whole thing. Uh, take a minute or two to talk about the racing dudes. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. talk about first second how it started. I know we could talk for an hour, but how it started <laughs> and what you got going on right now. Yeah, so uh, the company, the dudes, the original dudes are Aaron and Jared. They're both based in Missouri. Uh, they started the website over 10 years ago um, by going to Oaklawn Park. They fell in love with going to Oaklawn, and then Aaron started doing tip sheets for Oaklawn, and that, that kind of took off. And so now 
Uh, 10 plus years later, we sell picks for every race, every track, every day across the country, uh, which I've had to fill in for Aaron from time to time when he's on vacation. That is not a fun job <laughs> that you've really got to love handicapping and, uh, and, and letting your eyes bleed a little bit to, to do that. But he does a fantastic job. We also have free win picks over there for every race, every track. So uh, for people who are newer or kind of want to, they they don't want to spend the money on a tip sheet. Totally understand. Uh, we got win picks over there, so you can check out who we like as well. But uh, since COVID, we've really tried foraying into the video aspect as well. So uh, we have the Magic Mike Show and Blinkers Off, which is the flagship podcast that Aaron and Jared started, which well before podcasts were a thing. I think eight years ago is when they started that. Nobody knew what a podcast was. <laughs> I always thought it was something you had to have an iPod for to get to it. That's how uh, old it was. So, uh, but yeah, Blinkers Off, they're over 600 episodes, 700 episodes, something like that. We're over 500. So uh, lots of handicapping, lots of fun. Uh, try to keep things loose and, and, and entertaining while also, uh, you know, of course, giving out handicapping picks. And then previews on the website. We also do some uh, some non-preview videos that we like. It's coming out tomorrow is Tuesday. We have another Horse Racing Trivia Tuesday, which, Howard, we're going to have you back on again soon for that. Sure. Um, uh, but it's, it's, it's about every Kentucky Derby prep race leading up to it, so that'll be out. But we also have Senior Buscador video, because like I said, we have loved this horse since he was a two-year-old at Remington, and Aaron did a video just explaining why we love the horse and how cool it is that he's gotten this far. So if you're not sick of all of the love and gushing over Senior Buscador, check us out tomorrow. It'll be live tomorrow on the YouTube channel as well. That's awesome. And for people that are new to our show and watching mainly because Magic is here, of course, welcome. We have three live shows a week. We're on 8, 8 p.m. Eastern Mondays, Wednesdays, our Benton and Boozen show with our 20-something guys, Magic, who are up-and-comers and really good handicappers and great guys. They always cover a sequence. And then our flagship show, which we now, now call Picks and Ponies, on Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. And then once in a while, we do live shows. We do tape shows as well. Uh, we're not going to try to keep up with you guys. You guys put out a ridiculous amount of content. Some people have full-time jobs out here at Magic, like like Paul and I. And uh, <laughs> Anyway, but I, I'm just kidding. But uh, really appreciate it. This isn't your full-time job like me? <laughs> you don't get to do this for, for getting get paid? No, somehow? no I, I don't get paid. I don't get, we don't get paid enough here. We don't, we don't take in the big bucks like you guys do. We're, we're, we're just happy to grab some pennies once in a while from our tips <laughs> and other places. But, uh, no, we love doing – I got to show one more comment. Because someone commented in the chat, I don't know if you saw this, and I know this uh, this woman is not telling the truth. Miranda, <laughs> first time listener, Miranda, I know who you are. Just getting into horse racing, Magic, who do you think will win the Derby? Someone on Twitter said, quote, Cox has the juice, unquote. Not sure what that means. What's up, Dr. Miranda? Thanks for joining the show. I'm assuming that's who <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Dr. Miranda, who uh, you can also find uh, doing weekly videos on our channel as well. So, uh, yeah, it's we try to be more than just actual dudes. We have a couple of dudettes as well. She's one shoddy uh, who's in the chat as well. She's on there as well. So oh, we're great. trying to branch out. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> we, yeah. yeah, it's important to get listen. We, we've had a lot of female guests and female listeners on and, you know, people all across the board. I mean, we again why anyone would want to push anyone away from horse racing to me is absolutely crazy. So uh, magic appreciate it. Any final thoughts on this weekend, anything else coming up on your show, anything personally you want to tout and then we'll uh, wrap it up. Um, Kentucky Oaks pick is intricate. 
That's my Kentucky Oaks pick. You oh. talked about the girls briefly. That's that's my pick because the winners I yeah have all been kind of meh other than Tarifa. So yeah, there's that one. Thank you guys for having me on. If you are watching this because I directed you here, please subscribe to them. Uh, I'll, I'll echo what Howard said. These guys do a great job. There's diversity within their shows as well. So uh, join them. And because they're live 8 Eastern on Thursdays, it doesn't interfere with the other live shows that we have over. We have three live shows on Thursdays, but they all happen earlier than that. So Come here after all those shows, and, and you'll get even more information. Uh, I met Howard through, uh, you were at the NHC, right? No, not NHC, Breeders' Cup Betting Challenge is when I uh, met yes. you in person. Um, so if you like tournament betting, if you're watching us this show because I'm on here and you know Mike Stomach is a big tournament player, Howard's just as successful. So make sure you tune in for all that information, all the great stuff here. And again, thank you for having me on. It was wonderful, and, and especially being on with the Mr. Paul Halloran. I'm very excited to have uh, been on a show with you. Thanks, Match, for the Thanks, kind Magic. words. Paul, final thoughts. No, I, I would agree with all thing, all of the above. Uh, it's the more the merrier. You know, there's plenty of content out there, but I do humbly think some of us uh, put a little more into it than others, uh, present company included, Magic. And uh, I think that's a great idea for people who, after they watch you on 19 shows on Thursday, <laughs> they can come to <laughs> They can come to get a, get a coffee, not a decaf, and come to us for number twenty. Or they can just watch replays too. That that that'll be that, that uh, just fine. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's what Fridays are for. <laughs> Magic. Speaking of contests, Paul, of course, won the Grade One Gamble last year, and him and I are going to be out at the NHC in a few weeks. So competing out there. So good luck, guys. Got a lot of thanks. Got a lot. I'm assuming Samich will be out there, although I'm not sure, but. Uh, he'll be out he there. He yeah. basically lives in Vegas now. Yeah, you'll okay. see him. Okay, <laughs> well, we'll see him out there. Uh, listen, for my good friend, Paul Halloran, and Magic from the Magic Mike show from the Racing Dudes, this has been your host, Howard Kravitz. Episode 10 of Horsin' Around. Crush your bets this weekend at many various tracks, and we'll see you later on this week. Take care, everyone. Have a great night. Bye-bye.